enriching your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration to make you simply happy. It's Thoughtful Thursday and the holidays are coming. And I want to talk about that impulse that you may be feeling at times to help someone out. Sometimes you see someone in need and you think that maybe you should help, but then you're not quite sure. Would you be offending the person if you offered to help? Would your help really help or would it hurt? I think that we probably all remember times when we thought about reaching out and then we didn't do it. And then we couldn't stop thinking about it later. So here are a couple of stories that may help you if you feel that impulse to reach out and help somebody. They're both from our new book called Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Joy of Christmas, and it has a lot of stories in it about helping people. In the first story, which is called Make a Difference, Donna Faulkner Schulte tells us that she was eating dinner in a restaurant shortly before Christmas one year, and she was watching a man with a backpack who was sitting on a bar stool and sipping a glass of water. It was cold and raining outside, and this man's clothes did not look right for that weather. Donna watched him carefully and noticed that he never ordered any food. He just kept sipping that free glass of water. When the waitress brought her food, Donna couldn't bring herself to eat it. She kept watching that man sitting there, cold, wet, and hungry. So she walked up to him, and she asked him if she could buy him dinner. And he said yes. He was only sitting there to get out of the cold and he hadn't had a thing to eat all day. Donna called the bartender over and told the man to order whatever he wanted. He was reluctant at first, but she persuaded him, and he asked for a steak and a brownie with ice cream for dessert. And then Donna saw him glance over at somebody drinking a beer, and she ordered him a beer, too. The man's eyes got misty, which almost made Donna cry. He asked if he could come by and rake her yard or do something to pay her back, but she said no. He could pay her back by buying dinner for someone else when he was back on his feet again. He gave her a hug, and she left him to his dinner, feeling so much better. Donna concludes her story by saying, I am in no way rich, but that day I felt like I was the richest person on earth. And then I have a story for you from the same book and from the other point of view, and this story is by Dusty Grine. Dusty's family was suffering through a hard time. He had been earning almost $100,000 a year, and he and his family had moved into a huge five-bedroom home in the year 2000. And then in August of 2001, his contract was renewed for three years, so Dusty and his family were doing great. They ate out, they bought whatever they wanted. But then 9-11 came along, and Dusty's job disappeared and he hadn't put away any money for a rainy day. All of a sudden, Dusty and his family were living in a travel trailer at a state park campground, and then it was Christmas, and Dusty could barely feed his family, much less think about buying gifts. He and his wife managed to put aside $100 that would have to cover gifts for all five of their children. Meanwhile, kids will be kids, and the kids were off at the campground making friends and getting along They probably didn't know how bad it was because parents usually make something like that seem more like an adventure. And Dusty's youngest son had made a friend 
a boy who was at the campground visiting his grandmother. She was traveling the country in her RV. Unfortunately, she was moving soon, so Dusty's son would lose his new friend. And the kids would lose a teacher, too, because this grandma was a retired teacher, and she had been helping the kids create homemade Christmas gifts from pine cones and other stuff that was lying around. So right before Christmas, the grandmother stopped by to say goodbye to everybody, and Dusty thanked her for the time that she had spent with his kids. And then as she was leaving, the grandmother handed Dusty's wife an envelope, and then with a smile and a wave, she was gone. Inside the envelope was a handwritten message that said, I am only one, but still I am one. I cannot do everything, but still I can do something. And because I cannot do everything, I will not refuse to do something that I can do. May your family be blessed this Christmas. And she had enclosed 10 crisp $20 bills. Now Dusty's back on his feet, but he'll never forget that kind woman and how her gift of $200 turned around their Christmas that year. He titled his story, Our Christmas Angel, and he's been trying to be a Christmas angel for others ever since, paying it forward. In fact, the very next December, when things were already going better for his family, he returned to that campground with dinners for some of the people who were there for that Christmas. So what I like about these stories is that they give you permission to follow your impulse and reach out to someone who you think might appreciate a helping hand this holiday season. You don't have to be afraid. Tomorrow, we're going to switch gears, and we're going to talk to a very funny guy and a very famous DJ, DJ Scribble, who is one of the celebrity dads on our Project Dad television show, will be joining us, and he has some funny things to tell us about the show. We'll check in with him on how he did when his wife left him alone with their three little children for several days. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to learn more about holiday giving and get some great ideas from our Joy of Christmas book, then please go to our website, chickensoup.com.